the keeper. Alright, welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 134. I do declare... Uh, Bankruptcy! Yeah, yeah uh, the Yankees suck. Um, we haven't won a game since we recorded last. We recorded on Thursday before the last game of the Twin Series because we didn't want to wake up at... We didn't go to want to go to bed at the crack acid dawn, so that happened chapman blows the game there first time so let's just give him a break there but four runs versus one all season that's kind of unbelievable the yankees haven't long story short the yankees haven't won a game since we recorded last so we had to come in and record because it was getting out of control so maybe we reset the yankees and that does something for us but yeah we have 25 games until the all-star break the trade deadline is the 31st of july and we have a lot of questions particularly with this fucking shit bum team and if we're deciding we had this conversation before and we were kind of premature to the topic of trade deadline decisions if we're going to be sellers or buyers or who we're going to go after because things the sky was falling and all that stuff so it was a little premature, but we have, have been having that conversation for a while now, seemingly every episode. So we're not going to dive too deeply into that again. But we did kind of open the question of, you know, if it, if we continue to be this bad, we could be sellers. And that was almost, you know, a little bit of a joke at first. And now it's becoming a harsh reality that the Yankees can be potentially facing if they keep playing like this because it, honestly if they it's not even crazy to say it's not being pessimistic to say and i know all of our social media have recently have been very pessimistic about this team and rightfully so so it's not that crazy to say that we become sellers and even if we don't become sellers in these 25 games we're going to find out a lot about whether we should consider being sellers like if we don't become sellers that may be an issue like we, we, we may want to be sellers us as a podcast i'm saying so a lot, lot we're going to find out in the next month or so about this team, and I really think they're going to need to turn around in a huge way to not be sellers. That's just me. I don't know how you guys want to dive into that, but yeah, I um I saw some stat on um on Twitter that I can pull up. I think maybe Brian Hoke retweeted it or something, but essentially he was saying that the Yankees needed to go, they needed to win like sixty five games. Then you go 65 and 30 or something like that the rest of the season. So they they needed to win. um, I'm going to butcher it, but essentially they they need to go like 65 and 30 for lack of the exact stats in front of me. So just by saying that, like, is that even realistic at this point? Like when we're just thinking right now, do you think they can win 65 of the next 90 games that they play? No, as the way the team sits right now, absolutely fucking not. Sorry, absolutely I, fucking not. I didn't I didn't put that into better context. Like in order to make the playoffs as a wild card team based on the last previous years of what the record was for division winners and wild card winners. No, not so a to be on chance. pace with teams that have made the wild card in previous years. in previous years. Yes. 
Okay, I no, just I don't no so. no because I mean and it's not like I said and I've been beating this and we've been beating the dead horse for yeah I don't know how many episodes weeks now but we're over the last I think I saw stats like over the last seventy something games we're below five hundred team these aren't new issues these aren't this isn't a cold spell this isn't you know this isn't just a slump this is but, this is going on a half a season now so yeah you know I don't I don't think we can do that with the team we have right now no absolutely not. Yeah, I have the, the the tweet up right now. It says, current records indicate it will take 93 wins to get to the postseason. The Yankees need to go 60-38, and 38, 99 win pace the rest of the way to get there, and that's just to go on the road in a wild card game. If we went on the road in a wild card game, we would get absolutely scissored, too. We'd be fucked. I mean, we mentioned it so many times, so many times. Like, this team looks lifeless, and... I don't know that this team and I I briefly brought up that idea that maybe it's a good idea to become sellers if we do continue to lose the way we've been losing and I don't see anything changing maybe we'll talk about that a little a later part of the show or quick fixes with the Yankees uh but I don't see anything really changing right now unless I get completely wooed otherwise in the upcoming month I I see us being sellers and I don't want to write off the season and that sucks to even say but it, 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 I don't. It's it's a bit. Look at long. the division we're in. I know. Like, look, that's the not, Rays it's are not the number one being, record in baseball right now. Yeah, it's not even being pessimistic. The Rays are the number one record in baseball. Then you have the Red Sox, and then you have the fucking Blue Jays who just scored twenty on the Red Sox yesterday. Vladdy Junior. looks like his dad in his prime times two. So, I mean, fuck. That's, that's just a lot of praise from Vladdy. Word. He looks good, dude. He does look good. That's a lot of praise. But yeah, I was surprised to see just today, even that the Rays are like they're number one in the power rankings too. Yeah. Which like crazy. we all we all shit. wrote the Rays off the same way. Like we were thinking, if anything, the Blue Jays are gonna be the team to replace the Rays that we're gonna really need to be to win the division. And now we're in fourth place where we should be at this point. Like we should be way farther yeah. back than what we are. Yeah, eight and a half is not bad considering how bad we've been playing. No, really I mean, we're. I was looking at it the other day. I don't know how this has changed after the shutout in Philly and the other game. But, I mean, we were 26th or 27th in runs per game. And that's behind the Rangers, the Rockies, shit like that. Like, that's that's inexcusable. You can't have a team that's built solely on offense that low this far into the season. 10, 20 games, okay. 60-something, no, no. Just over the last 100 games, too, just to twist the knife a little bit, the Yankees are 52 and 48. So it's not just been this year. It's been the end of last year as well. We kind of hit a lull at the end of there. Um, it sucks. And I don't want to keep being sad on, on the podcast. This hasn't been fun to, to record. It's felt like a job, and it hasn't felt like that in over two years since we've had the podcast going. We were talking about it before. It's getting hard to watch this team. We're diehard fans, so I can't even imagine. I mean, the the Fairweather fans have left. Like they're they're not watching, and I don't blame them. I am struggling to watch Chandler. You even saying too, like you started no, watching. Like I show. saw I saw something the other day, and I think it's the most true tweet I've seen about the Yankees. Uh, somebody said there's a difference between just being plain bad and being hard to watch. Like, and I fully agree with that because, yeah, we're bad. Like, we're pretty bad, but it's hard to watch. It's just a lifeless performance every time out there. And, like I was saying, I struggle to watch to the point where I, in my life, have turned off maybe one Yankee game, maybe two that I've started. 
found a new show. I was really digging Money Heist. I've been told to watch it. I finally, you know, I was finally locked in. I was like, all right, I'm going to finish the episode. It's going to be like the second inning. This was on Sunday. The second inning of the game, and I'll be I'll be locked in for the rest of the eight and a half. And I turned it on. It was like fucking four zero. I was like, all right, well, I I'm going to watch another episode of Money Heist because four zero feels like twenty eight to this team. So, and I was correct. We lost seven zero. What me and Damon do usually at at the apartment is we have the three TVs on the wall. We have one big TV, not really a flex. To oh, the I'm familiar. But I've it's been totally there. a flex. Well, you're not hum- the only one humble brag. To. It's we a humble brag. Humble brag. But we do have a good setup. And we have the big TV, and then we have two TVs on top. Command center. And usually when the Yankees are playing bad, we throw them on the top right TV, no sound, and we have like, you know, Marvel or some, some other movie. I was rewatching the Marvel, the, all of the movies in order, and I, we would throw it on there. And then if they start playing well, we like, okay, you guys, you guys earned the big TV today. <laughs> and it had, they haven't earned the big TV say, in a very long like time. Eight games this year. Oh, they've yeah, they have not gotten prime real estate in a while, yeah. and now Loki just came out, and I plan on watching that on the big TV from here on out. We got a merciful off day today, so I think that was the baseball gods giving us something that we needed, and I don't think we're gonna take anything with it. But dude, I, I don't know. Let's go to the. Uh, well, I got I got one question for you before you move on. There, sure. say you um you three and myself. You're GM for one day. You get to make one move to fix this team. Go. Rapid fire. Damon, you're next to me. Go. Steroids. Agreed. <laughs> See, I, I was, was going to go with... Take, I think take steroids the, would be very... Take the risk. Gonna, take, the, take the fine and the suspension risk and just... Just go for it. Whole team does it. Yeah, who fucking cares? Worst score, case right? scenario, the, the season's a wrap. It's already a wrap, right? You might as well, yeah. might as well make it entertaining or at least make it interesting. I agree. I see now mine was I was gonna go with spider tack. Let's get everybody on the team. Get the hitters spider tack. I don't care. It's not but regulated. Do for hitters, it's not regulated yet. Better than pine I'm just saying, look, before the spider tack incident, the spider gate, if you will, um our pitchers were we were like the top three rotation and bullpen both in the league. Since it came out, we've kind of faltered. I'm just saying, get everybody on this team spider tack. If you get suspended ten games, you miss two starts. Who gives a shit? Yeah, we're gonna, lo- we're gonna lose eight of them anyway. So, for the spider attack thing, we are public enemy number one. Who cares? Now, did you see the thing where Gary had it on his glove, and that's how they were putting it back on the ball? That. That it might have be... been Higgy. Now I can't remember. But honestly, you know, it's good for you, Gary. Way to way to step up and like take they were one. Putting for the it team. on the catcher's glove. The catcher was wiping it off onto the ball when he threw it back. Good. I don't know if that's what's really going on, but that's creative. Every every position player on the team. Every well, every infielder, and, and fuck it, give it to the outfielders too. Whenever there's a strikeout, we'll throw it around. Everybody, you know, we'll do a really long, like prolonged throw around. Everybody, grab a little scoop, grab the ball, throw it. We'll go <laughs> third, left field, center field, short, second, right field, first, back to the pitcher. Everybody, get a little spider tack on it. Let's let's shut them down pitching because we sure as shit can't score. Or I was, I was doing a lot of research today and was on a, a YouTube rabbit hole of different ways to make like substances to make the ball sticky. And what? <laughs> as, <I'm> semen. <laughs> so, Is that what you were going to say? No. Careful what you say next. A little bit of Damon juice. Uh, I don't know if that's, that's regulated. So. <laughs> um, 
No, but apparently it's still like um, sunscreen and rosin is a big one. So sunscreen uh, would be slippery. I, no, the combination of sunscreen and rosin. It's like a paste. Yeah, it makes oh, it a like, paste. Yeah, we should have Clint Fraser start pitching. So what could be interesting is each player has a different component. And then they throw it to the next player, and they mix it, and then that, and then together, together. Yeah. Oh no, so, I like that. We're an analytics team. Get a little chemistry involved too. Yeah, so we'll get oh. Geo. Geo has the sunscreen. He'll throw the Glaber, who has the rosin. He'll mix that up, and now he creates the substance, throws it back to Cole, and then there we go. Cole, who's got the spider tack already, and then, I mean, well, him no, perfect stuck game. To his fingers. Perfect game. We, we already figured out the ink's problems. That's it. We don't need the spider tack, and this is good because. This also is it's, it does two things. It also covers our tracks too because we no one person was holding the the chemistry thing all together. It's everybody has the individual inputs so that you can't point a finger at who did the the crime. You're just like, oh no, I just I had sunscreen. It was really sunny today. I didn't want to get burned like Luke. I got really burned. Yeah, and I mean, like this person over here on a Sunday. But have you ever heard of UV <laughs> assholes? Come on, come on. I get the most sunburn when the clouds are out, so I did. Murph is For screaming those. to say something. No, nah, you, you just missed an opportunity to make a really good pun. It's, and you missed it. It's okay. What was you it? said oh. it was going to save our tracks, but you could have said save our tax. All right, Murph. We had to just kill Boo. it. <laughs> Boo. Boo. All right, we can cut that out, right? No, we can no. leave that in. Um. So one thing I want to... Oh, wait. I didn't give my quick fix to the yeah. Yankees. So we got steroids, um, chemistry. What else? Mm-hmm. Murphy, you got the, uh, oh, uh, the rare, combo, used to- rare combo of like Walter White and Jose Canseco right now. So <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't it uh, Jason Giambi that used to wear like a gold thong when he was in a slump? Oh, yeah. Nick Swisher. Yeah, I think we should just get a whole bunch of gold thongs and just hand them out to everybody. So superstition. We need that. We need superstitions right now. You ever see that movie uh, Bull Durham when they they all used to just pass around that one girl? What was her name? Susan Sarandon. I think that was the the actress. I don't even know if Susan Sarandon played her or something. She played one of the two girls there. They all just like everybody had to, you know have coitus with her <laughs> and they all and they all played well Otherwise, i think the correct term song. is duke any savoy i think it's savoy I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with do coitus rather than have coitus what was there was another thing that we talked about off air that we could do what that was, was that? The, the cougar and blue mountain state was the same one no that's what I, no that's well, there was a in the outfield was the same. Uh, that'd be good <laughs> in the outfield. I don't know. The point is, we're fucked. Nothing's going to save this. <laughs> Henry a miracle, a miracle, a miracle. We so, are the Titanic, and either it's a three things: it's miracle, superstition, or we need to treat cheat. Oh, we can do cameras. Uh, uh, bang trash on the trash, trash cans. cans. Yeah, trash cans. So yeah. it worked Here. for the it worked for the Astros. So we might as well do it. You know here's what? Your, too? Here's, here's your analogy. The thing. the thing is, too, that even if we do all these things, these cheating things, the only the worst thing that could happen is that these players get suspended. And what a joy that would be if these players didn't play for the Yankees next year. These players fucking stink. So that would be a good way to just rebuild right then and there. So here's your perfect analogy. It's like the movie Titanic. You have the one super old bitch that lives and does all the like stuff. That's what Stanton and Cole are going to be. We're a sinking ship and their their albatross contracts are the old ass lady who's going to look back on it crying 13 years from now. Vladdy just hit his 22nd home run. 
How do we get him? We're running into a fucking. Are we playing them next series? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get we're running into a, destroyed. We're running into a goddamn buzzsaw, and Vladdy Guerrero is is holding the reins of that buzzsaw. Well, the thing that sucks about it too, throttled. It's actually crazy. The people on the Blue Jays, that, Blue Jays that kill us. It's not even Vladdy and it's Bobichet. Randall Grichik, Grichik yep. and Lolius Guriel Jr. Whatever the fuck his name is. Was that fat first baseman that they? I don't know. Rowdy Tellez. Rowdy oh. Tellez. If he even plays anymore, I think he's he's they'll they'll bring him up just to play guy. us. Who's pitching tomorrow? Are we gonna lose by a thousand or like? And Jin Ryu is gonna hit home run against us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can't even hit. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna bad. pinch hit pitchers just get. It's like it's like in uh, my All Star game when I was like nine. We were winning so much they let our best player hit lefty. That's what's gonna happen against the Yankees. Damn it! Do you want to play that uh, that Boone thing so we can react to that for the people? Yeah. And somebody mute Murph. Ooh, put on a little filter, Murph. I don't know what he just did. <laughs> and kind of touched on what I was going to ask, but do you sense there's a fatigue in the dugout, maybe a complacency as these losses pile up where uh, guys are just almost getting used to losing here? No. Why not? I I know them too well, and and I don't think there's any getting used to freaking losing. Hell no. Get the hell out of here with that. So I have seen that, actually. I didn't know that was what you were talking about before the show. Brian Hoke, friend of the pod, asked a question to Boone. Brian Hoke is one of the nicer people that I know, and I'm yeah. sure Boone knows that as well, but that just shows the absolute frustration that's going through his head and – and what what I took away from seeing this is one, I mean, you know, that's a fair question. Is there a complacency? Is everybody looks like it from the outside? That was putting it nicely in Brian Hoke's words. And it shows two things for me. One, Boone knows his job is on the fucking line. And if not already lost, and we've talked about that at length before, and everybody keeps calling to the voicemail line, 914-469-2168, and they keep calling in and saying, fire Boone. Yeah, we know. He's going to get fired not in midseason probably, but it's going to be at the end of the year, and they're just not well, going to pick up his contract. They're not going to pick up his contract. They're not going to renew his contract, and that's going to be that because there's no use. There's nobody who's going to take the reins right now. And you know, like I said, if they become sellers, there is no nothing to do but blow it up. You can't be the Yankees, be favorites to win the division, and then sell off. No, 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 not when the you're division. the favorites to win the World Series, and then you sell off. With this $200 million payroll, which, by the way, is probably the worst constructed team with $200 million as a payroll I've ever seen, ever. And I don't even need to I, can, I don't even need to have research to back that up. I know that's the case. I've never seen a team this bad. I, I'm curious, for those listening, if you could find a worse, a, worse, a worse structured team than the Yankees. Find a worse structured with, with, team with, with $50 million. With, No, okay. Well, I, I know for a fact... The two hundred million dollars is the worst spent money I've ever seen oh, ever on the planet. But one more thing on this video is that yes, he knows his his job is on the line. And dude, I think this is just the the mentality in this entire locker room. And I don't think that's you know you can get to a point where you get pissed off, you light a fire under your ass. I think we've got past that point, and now we're at the internally combust point. It's like not you're like you can definitely turn things around by realizing you have an issue i think we're way past that and now it's just like everybody point the finger at everybody else somebody pick it up i don't think this is like 
positive. No, not to make a mountain out of a molehill, but I think really and truly one of the biggest turning points in this season was that Odor strike three call. And I know that they hit like shit that entire game, but you could hear them talking in the post game that there was, that was kind of where the finger pointing started. It was like, yeah, I mean, you know, you had judge that was like, yeah, we absolutely love when people stick up for us while Boone's sitting there like cowering with his tail between his legs, shit like that. And that you can kind of start seeing the emotions boil over. And then that Boone reaction right there is kind of just the tipping point. I think it's going to get a lot worse. I really don't, I don't see any way this is going to get better. Not with the, I mean, we play the Red Sox, what, six times in the next month. We're about to get yeah. skull fucked. I mean, from Brian Hoke's perspective, like, what else do you ask? Like, he's not wrong. He he's getting. I mean, it's a tough question, but that's one that's his job to ask tough questions. And two, at this point in the season and what's been going on, there's not much not much else to ask at a press conference. Like that's a very well worded way to say how is like the um, how's the energy, how's the environment, how's the vibe in the locker room without actually saying those things. So like, it's it's tough. But what else are you gonna say at the end of a at the end of the game where we got smoked by the Phillies. And nice way of saying, have you given up? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I was saying, like I said before, it's absolutely putting it lightly. And I think it's just, dude, I don't even know. I I had a thought. I lost it. It doesn't really matter. Honestly, it's, that was putting it so nicely. And for Brian Hoke, you know, I'm glad that he had the balls to ask a question like that. Cause we've seen some absolutely nonsense questions that come out of these interviews and somebody just saying like, Oh, what do you think? What do you think is going to turn around? We're past that. And Brian Hoke is like, I let's get a Hoke translator and be like, he actually meant you guys fucking suck. Let's get Hoke on the pod. And he can give us the real question that he wanted to ask Yeah, because it's just embarrassing. And I'm glad that Hoke had the balls to, to say it to his face because nobody else would. And the balls to say, um, to follow up and say why not? Because Boone just like gave him a dead ass, just like straight answer, just saying whatever was like no or something. And he was just like, why not? You know, like I'm I'm here to ask a fucking question. And you're just giving me a one word answer. You know why? Why not? So to get know, the hell out of here with that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like what oh yeah. Mean? Who are you to say get the hell out of here with that? He should have asked that a month ago. Yeah. We know. were below 500 the latest end of the season. I know we hit the hot streak against the Orioles and stuff. We were below <laughs> 500 That's... for the hot, like the latest in the season in like 30 or 40 years earlier. Like I said, this isn't a cold streak. This isn't something new. We should have been asking these questions in the beginning of May, like before the Astros series when we were still getting just ravaged by other teams. Like, I don't know. Something needs to change. I've been saying it. I mean, it's, it starts from the bottom up or the top it's, down, whatever you want to no, say. I don't care. It starts at Home Depot. Get stop. ourselves a bunch of spider tech, and then we call Can it. Can you get that. that at Home Depot? I might get I that. Like that's, Maybe it'll make me better probably, at my job. It's probably right next to the O'Keefe's working hands thing. <laughs> that's probably where I would find it, in like near the fishing aisle, just for the working man. So I feel like spider tech would be kind of around that area. Maybe at Walmart. I know they have an aisle in the back with like hunting stuff. They probably, so got some, they probably got some steroids in the back, too, and some horse tranquilizers. Yeah, if you want. So you don't strike me as a big hunting guy. 
No, but I go back there sometimes to because that it, it, it connects yeah. to the athletics stuff. So like you yeah, get, I played airsoft like as a kid. So I did play you know, airsoft. I'm, as a I'm kid. very familiar with the hunting session, douche. Well, that's you don't buy the airsoft in the same <laughs> section as the hunting. You buy the real BBs in that area, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna humor you on this. But uh, just to reiterate, I don't want to be just sad this entire episode, but we're probably going to be. So if you made it this point, you are just as sad as us, and you wanted to drink our tears. But um, the 2018 Yankees, I saw some – we keep seeing these stats that are like, oh, here's – there are the optimistic people. I think it was uh, Joe, Yankee librarian, and he said like, oh, I think uh, whatever team – I have it pulled up actually. It's like w- one team, I think it was – regardless of what it was, it's just all of these stats that are like, oh, you know, the 2009 team one time did this. They were at this point, so we could turn it around like the 2009 team or whatever team in particular he's talking about in this sense – didn't have bad players like they were good and they just happened to be playing bad this team looks genuinely bad i hope i'm wrong i hope we check the tape at the end of the year and like wow that was a horrible point in the season and they turned it around and i really hope that's the case and there is a chance that that happens i don't want to be totally you know pessimistic this entire episode but you know we do have a 200 million dollar payroll these players did just get paid dj will is starting to come back i think that home run that will will spark something for him. I think Tyone is just bad, but that's a different story. I think Kluber's coming back. Sevy re-injured. Hopefully that's not too bad. You know, Darren O'Day, the savior, is coming back. There are reinforcements. Voigt is on his way back, too. There are reinforcements on the way. And, you know, maybe all of this animosity that they have in the locker room, you know, you start, Stanton stands up and be like, hey, I'm making all this money. You guys are paying me to play. Maybe I should play everything, every single game and shouldn't take an entire weekend off in Philly when my team needs me and we need to stop losing. Maybe that should happen, especially with two off days on both sides of that series. I don't that, know. That's maybe, not really his fault, though. Maybe, no, no, maybe he stands up and says, uh, play me. Play me. I don't need this rest. If I, if I get hurt, I get hurt. And that's kind of the point we need to be at right now is because this team planned on giving this this – extended rest and this periodic rest to guys like that because they assumed that they would be leading the division by this point and they could just mosey on into the playoffs now we're at the point where we're talking about potentially being sellers we need these guys to play every day and you can't you're at the point where you can't try and you know not let him get hurt for the future you can't play for the future and the future years on this contract because they know it's a bad contract we've talked about that before but you can't do that anymore. You don't have the luxury of doing that. You just need to play him every fucking day. And if he gets hurt, then that's also a reason why that was a bad contract. But at least you tried. You have to let him play and let him get hurt at this point. If he yeah. gets hurt, if he gets hurt. If he doesn't, fucking awesome. Then you have a great player, an MVP caliber player, who's going to go out and change the entire dynamic of a game in one swing of the bat. And you could see when he does that, he, he was the hottest player on this team. He had two home runs. And then he just gets benched four days in a row. It just does not make sense. What are you going to do in the World Series? If Assuming somehow, by the grace of God, this team makes the World Series, are you just going to bench Stanton on the away games? I mean, Damon had a good point on that. I mean, what the hell? Also, real quick before I pass it over to Damon to, you know, drive home his point. Um, you were talking about, you know, everybody brings up these other years, like 1998, shit like that. Like, yeah, the Yankees were X and X or X and Y, whatever through this many games and then they turn around. There's a common theme there. They all have a manager who will climb in their ass. 
Aaron Boone, like, and I know you refer to him as Mickey Mouse all the time, which is kind of accurate. I mean, he's never – he's climbed in the team's ass once in three years, and that was this year. It was like Aaron Boone had a stern talking to with the team. They came out and lost the next game. Behind like closed doors. It wouldn't tell us what he yeah. said because it was probably like, hey, guys. Yeah, and then they lost play the better. Next... I'm going to lose my job. They lost to oh. the Blue Jays the next day in Florida, like 14 to two. It's like so clearly it doesn't have the same power. Like you see Joe Torre climbing your ass. I'm like, okay, right, we better fucking get it together. This guy might stab me in my sleep. And Aaron Boone does it. Like, fuck you, buddy. Like, I don't but know. Damon, you had a good point about the whole situation because let's say hypothetically this team does turn it around and gets to a playoff game, playoff series, in the playoffs in general. or I mean, actually, that wouldn't happen to the World Series. So in the World Series, let's say we make it there. Well, it's just I think it's just the it's just the point that he needs to figure out how to play. He needs to be ready to play left field. Like, he needs to play enough left field to get comfortable with it in order to be able to play during the World Series game. Like, we can't have the our one of our best hitters, our four-hitter, Sitting for half of the World Series. Yeah, that's no, Judge. Our four hitters are door. <laughs> no, that's our, that's our three hitter, dude. He's setting the table. He's setting the table for us. Yeah, with his but like I, high batting average on on base. But setting like the that table for like Aaron Hicks or some shit. That just that can't. <clears throat> excuse me. That just cannot happen. And in order to get there, like he needs playing time, and then we need to figure out if Enduhar is hitting well. Where the fuck is he going to play? So like this is a this is a much longer term issue that kind of needs to be thought about now like i know we want to win the next game but if we can't plan for winning a world series game then what's the fucking point i mean my ideal world series lineup as of today i would have anduhar and left judge and center and stand in right that's it i mean suck it the fuck up and play in the field i don't think it's him and i think that's something that needs to be i think they oh, need to I realize, agree. yeah i think they need to realize like i said before just to put a button on this, they need to realize that they don't have the luxury of of sitting people for to save to preserve them for future years or even the playoffs. Like they don't have that luxury anymore, and they need to play them until they get hurt. You need to just run the fucking run them into the ground until their fucking wheels come off, or or maybe they come out and they don't get hurt, and that's something that you just have to find out on their own. You have to let them go out there and either get hurt, just to give them the opportunity to get hurt. Don't assume they'll get hurt because and i get it it's a good assumption but just fucking that is a horrible way to live out the rest of these years on these contracts is assuming someone's going to get hurt and that that's all fine and good if we win if we're going to make the playoffs no matter what but if we're eight and a half games back of teams that we thought we were going to be slaughtering you can't you can't just fucking play. i mean because if you do that then what then who's starting Ryan Lamar will get some reps in the outfield, and like just, we don't have the the luxury of that whatsoever, and it just bothers me to no end. Let I'll me put it this way: Stanton has missed more games as a DH in the last couple of years than he did when he was actually playing in left field. The one year that they brought him in, his first year, he played in the outfield and actually carried this team for a long stretch until he had the quad or whatever injury that he played through in DH. The year he played in the field is the only year that he was relatively healthy. I mean, I feel like if you have a guy that big and that just uh, not big, tall, but big because he's like a bodybuilder rather than the lean, flexible, typical baseball player body, 
you have to keep those muscles warm. You can't let him sit for innings, especially with this team, because you're only sending three hitters up an inning most innings, or most innings. Yeah, I mean, you can't let him just sit there and stay cold. This isn't football. You don't have a stationary bike in the dugout where you're just keeping the quads warm. You know, keep him up in the field, keep him rolling around. It was the year he was the healthiest, and he was fairly healthy in Miami, minus a few freak injuries like when he got hit in the face. I, it's a no-brainer to me. I just I can't I cannot understand it. I think I think the, the bigger thing here too is like you look at this team and what I think Aaron Boone one of the things I think he has done well when he has a fully healthy lineup is construct the lineup in different ways, move guys around and give guys breaks and you know play them in different positions and et cetera, et cetera. And that's really how the team is built. You know, you have like these bench guys who can be starters and they can pretty much play at any game, any given time. And most of these guys in the bench could probably be starters on other teams. So you have these guys with a powerful, you have a team with a powerful bench and then you have a guy clogging up the DH spot. Like that it's, it's contradicting how the team is built by having one guy in the DH spot every single day. And that's just another reason why the way that the team is built is just not gonna it's just not gonna work out. Especially when we get to a seven game series playing a national league team, we're gonna play them at home. And we don't have a DH. And especially when he has the worst contract on the team. I think it goes beyond the contract though. Like I, I think it I think it's just it's more so just the construction of it and the way that, that having him just as a DH contradicts literally the entire philosophy of how the team is built. And I think, gonna, I think that's gonna bigger. DH, if he's going to yeah. DH, play him every day. Like that's the whole thing. I, I, I was fine with that. We said the last episode. You know, if you're going to preserve him by playing DH, he's got to play every day. Otherwise, then what are we even fucking doing? Because then you can, then you have to play him in the field and then give him the off days. It's it's either or. It's not giving doing putting him at DH was the solution to not sending him out every day. Like we were going to do that so he can be sent out every day. It just makes no fucking sense. Or to me. Or build a team that is constructed to have an everyday DH and then trade away some of the bench guys that have been just sitting here for fucking years, trade them away and get a better pitcher or a better everyday center fielder or get somebody better that is constructed to play every single day and then have a DH play every single day and then have a little bit of worse bench players. And we don't have to rely on Tyler Wade and Lamar and fucking whoever to be a, a starter once in a while. Well, like you were saying, I mean, the the construction of the team, that's exactly it. We have nine, essentially nine DHs, plus or minus a few. If you only have one guy that can actually fucking do it, then what What are you doing? Then And that falls on Cashman. And that's if we're passing blame, which I know we're beating a dead horse here trying to figure out who the issue is. But if you're passing blame around and that's one of the issues and it's a, clearly a glaring issue, then that needs to change. That has to somebody has to take responsibility for an issue like that. If you construct a lineup one specific way and you can't even follow that, then what? The, why are you still here? Want to get into the first voicemail? Yeah, I don't know. So you guys have been hitting that voicemail line, just smashing it, just taking out whether you're taking out your anger or you got some optimism that you want to share with the the listeners. Uh, we don't care why you call. We're just we're happy you called, and we want you to keep calling that line, whether we're good or bad. Nine one four four six nine 
2168. Leave a voicemail. Leave your name, where you're from, so we could shout you out. And yeah, keep keep it keep it keep it going. We God knows we need it, and we need some things to talk about, and we want to hear from you guys to find out what you guys have to say about this team because this room, the Zoom room, gets pretty toxic when we <laughs> try and fi- try and find out the topics we want to talk about when these guys aren't playing fucking well. But misery loves company, so hit that line. And give us a call. Damon, want to give us uh, the first voicemail? Here we go. Up, guys, from 161st Street. My name's Brandon Parsons. I'm from Aiken, South Carolina. I'm in the Coast Guard Station in Portsmouth, Virginia. But I just want to say I'm beyond embarrassed of this baseball team. I mean, it's it's hard to watch. We can't even do the little things. You got causing errors consistently. And then you got Ruben and O'Dor who rips the double down the line. Uh, the hype up team, he's sitting there consistently, you know, trying to tell the boys, let's get going, let's get going. And then the smallest of things, little, like simple baseball can't even be done. He sits there and gets caught in the pickle and gets caught on a simple baseline mistake. And it's just, it's embarrassing to watch this team right now. And I, I don't know, I'm frustrated. Something needs to be done in the front office or something. Somebody needs to do something to open the team's eyes that a change has got to be made. But appreciate it, fellas, and keep up the good work. So I actually – let me – allow me to take the reins here because there's something I wanted to pick out out of this. By all means. One, thank you for calling. Thank you for your service. And shout out South Carolina. That's where I live. But also, this kind of struck me when you were talking about it. Odor trying to hype the team up. I kind of appreciate that. And I've bitched. I've been public enemy number one for bitching at Odor. He has been absolutely fucking awful for this team in large part. The dude has some pretty, pretty big hits and he's kind of a hype. I see where he's coming from. And this team desperately needs somebody like that, that has some life. And I tweeted about it earlier as a joke, but people took it. Like I was actually comparing Didi Gregorius to, fucking babe ruth which if you're one of those people that took that seriously like come on now what are you, what are you doing obviously but that's the whole point we need a guy like that that's kind of a hype guy that gets excited this man bat flips a walk he bat flips a single that barely scooted over the shift i i kind of appreciate it that being said i don't want him to be my everyday second baseman but i do kind of like where he was going with that agreed yeah shout out south carolina I don't know. I mean, everything you said has been something that we've been saying for the entire episode and for the for the past couple episodes, and it's just, I don't know, man. I just I want things to change. <laughs> I want to have fun again. I sound so sad, and I am. It's just like this is usually relief for me. I, I come I, every and for everybody, for a lot of people, this is our hobby. We love this team. We're emotionally invested in them, and that's why we get upset when they genuinely do bad and it's something that we are, has no bearing on our lives other than the fact that we're emotionally invested in it and it's it does it does have a bearing on our life because we are so emotionally invested and it does make me upset because i leave a shit job and i go i put my feet on the table and i watch this team for enjoyment and i can't even have that so i don't know i, d- I just hope things turn around and these voicemails get happier but I don't. No. I just don't see it happening at this very moment. I think there's a talent on the team to turn around, but I don't know that 
No, you hit the sadness right on the head. I work a shit job as well. And you know what? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Florida State fan, so the Yankees are supposed to be my relief. I got to go watch a fucking five and seven at the best football team every year after being you know, accustomed to at least mediocrity. And now I have to watch that for a couple months. The Yankees are supposed to be my outlet until October when I'm where I'm inevitably disappointed, but I'm supposed to be happy until October. Come on, figure it out. One other thing that I, I, I got, I got uh, the email from the Yankees. I think it was from the Yankees or whatever it was, PR team, just because I've bought tickets to the Yankees before. So they send that to us. Um, and Get it was like twice saying, a day. It was like saying, hey, vote to make sure you're, the, the Yankees make the all-star team. Like You got Judge leading the way at his position and then nobody else. I think they said <laughs> DJ was leading his position. I don't know how or why because he hasn't no done way. anything this year. Maybe just because second basemen aren't really that good. So he was close. I think he was third in the voting on that side. But she said that was the first time in my life that I've gotten that email and not immediately like jump to it. Like, oh, let me help the boys out. Let me let me vote them in. Even the ones that I don't believe should be all-stars, I would just give them the vote because why not? Just yeah. like get, help, help them out a little bit. This is the first time I've ever just straight up been like, if I do vote you in, I am lying. To everybody I'm doing the world and a disservice. I am just the integrity of the All Star Game is just sullied. If I if I vote Rufnet Odor into the All Star Game or like our our everyday starters, there is just nobody outside of Judge and Chapman that belong in that game. You know, and, and Cole you. and Cole and Cole. I I voted for Greg Bird a couple times. As a Greg Bird voter, I'm embarrassed to vote on this this current team. But yeah. that was on a good team, so you did that because like every but why exactly. the, the team's good. Why not send the? Wouldn't it be fun if every single starter <laughs> was was a starter at the All Star game? Exactly. At this right point, now. at the point we're at right now, it's like if I do this, I am I'm a liar. The I, best way to put I it don't is mean this <laughs> before before I was looking for reasons to put them in, and now I'm looking for reasons not to. Like I was looking for a reason to put Greg Bird in on the other teams. Just like, you know what? Like he's got like 35 RBIs. You don't just, that's just unlucky. Now I look at it and I'm like, I mean, I know this guy by the numbers kind of deserves it, but like, you know, does he really deserve it? The Yankees are making me question my own fandom and I don't like it. It's a very wide range of emotions. Please be better. Let's get to the next caller. Got that queued up, Dan. Yeah, got right here. What a guy this guy is. Okay, so I'm here to talk about the Yankees. My name is Carlo D'Angelo from Brooklyn, New York. Um, right place. Okay, so lately they haven't been playing great. They've been playing a lot like shit. However, right. you're starting to see the bats now come alive, especially against the Twins. And, I mean, they lost today, but Joe Mayo hit a 3-1 home run to tie the game. Um, so there's a lot of positives going on and I just think that this is going to continue. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, just gotta just take everything day by day. Luis Severino news sucks. However, thank God it's not his elbow. That would be deeper, deeper shit. Just a groin issue. And then hopefully he'll get back to work soon. And, uh, Tyone just needs a little tightening up the screws. And he should be good. Okay, that's all I have for today. Uh, my number, I guess, uh, 
Nah, I'm not going to give him my number. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, have a good night. My name is Carlo D'Angelo from Brooklyn, New York. All right, let's go Yankees. Bye now. Bye. Well, joke's on you. We have your number because you called us. So, But I'm glad he didn't give it to the people because we don't want you getting blown up. Uh, but little did he know. He said, I, I got optimism. I think they'll run with it. I think they'll do well. Little did he know they would go out and lose both the very next two games and the offense would just go nowhere and they get blanked 7 nothing in the last one. But I like where his head's at. And honestly, he is right in saying that in the Twins series, the team did look like it had life. It was fun to watch. That was something that we mentioned before is like it's not fun to watch this team. but that series it was if you if you put it that one if you take that one series aside and you look at that one alone it was a fun time to watch that one but yeah i um he did, he mentioned a lot about tyone too i wanted to get into that yeah quickly just about the the bats you know because i saw i saw a stat that was pulled up on the yes network during the game i meant to take a screenshot of it and then wasn't quick enough but Essentially, was saying that over the last, I want to say, like week or so, that was a span of games when we actually started to actually hit the ball. Um, our runs per game was like six point three or something. However, which oh. is like which is like the best it's been since the whole um, season started. However, our pitching, our ERA per game, or our earned runs per game was like six point five. So even though our bats got better. Are the best ever are um, pitching has been the worst ever. So I thought that was very ironic. Spider tech, spider tech. <clears throat> but he talked a lot about, uh, he mentioned Tyone and I wanted to bring that conversation up because we put a, we did a post and I, I captioned the post. Are we, do we still believe in Tyone? And I think that was an un, I don't think that was the correct caption because I don't think I ever believed in Tyone to begin with. I think he needed to earn our trust to become that guy, you know? And I don't think, because, you know, he's coming off of this great story and he beat cancer and two Tommy Johns and, you know, great for him and seems like a great guy can really make the fuck out of a coffee, like a cup of coffee. And that's great. And I think Jamison Tyone, the person, much like Aaron Boone, great person. I think they're both very bad at the, the thing that gets them paid in this league and gets us happy as fans. I don't, I, I've said it before. I think Tyone just looks like he's easy to hit, and that's coming from me. I mean, as obviously, I don't think. Yeah, I, I play softball once a week, and I can really figure out that uh, hitting. <laughs> no, I'm even saying I don't think I can hit him, but I think in relatively in terms of an MLB player. He looks pretty fucking easy to hit. His shit looks flat. I don't stand in the box, but no, yeah, I, know I agree. I agree. MLB players can fucking hit that. Even in a, a very historically low offensive season, he's not doing too great. He's on and one number two I've seen that, you know, he's he's an eleven he got like an eleven plus ERA on the road and he's got like a three something at home, so maybe he just got the yips. Um I don't know, man. I I, yeah. I, I, I my question to you guys is have you ever seen anything that gives you hope that Tyone can be that guy and maybe he's just trying to knock off the rust like we and we we should give him time to knock off the rust and maybe that's a thing that we should do for him and send him down to the minors and get some reps there because he's he doesn't have it yet give him some reps coming back I'm conflicted because he has shown glimpses of being good 
And, you know, as somebody who also has three career softball home runs, I do agree that his pitches look, you know, kind of hittable at times. But I think they were going through his batting average through the order. And it's the third time through that kills him. So that's what gives me a little bit of hope. The other start, the start the other day aside, where he gave up four and recording it out. He's actually been okay the first time and the set, like even the second time he hasn't been bad. He's been what we wanted. So I have a little bit of hope for him of knocking the rust off all in all though. I mean, it's just, it's not really playing right now. I agree that he needs probably maybe some minor league starts. It worked wonders for Domingo seven run start aside. He's been one of our most consistent pitchers outside of Cole, but I, there's a little room for optimism for me just for that reason. And on top of that, you have to keep in mind all of his injury battles aside. He's, he's doing a whole new windup. He's, he completely reinvented himself as a pitcher and that is not easy to do. I mean, he's in his upper twenties trying to completely relearn a whole new windup at the major league level. There's not a whole lot of room for error there. If you're, you know, tweaking with stuff and constantly fucking with it, it's impossible to come out there and give consistent results. And that's, that's been his biggest battle is inconsistency. So if you're coming out there with inconsistent windups, trying to perfect the one, it makes sense that you're getting inconsistent results. To the crowd that was mentioning that he could get some benefit of being sent down to the minors and get reps, my question to you guys is what would be the alternative? Because I, I, maybe that crowd is thinking of Debbie Garcia coming up, and I don't see that happening. I think he needs the reps more than Tyone. He's got almost a 7 ERA in AAA. In the minors, too, so that doesn't look like a, a viable option. Domingo is up. Who else we got? I mean, Kluber's on his way back. Sevi was going to be that guy who potentially could take his his spot, and now that is up in in. in Clark question. started throwing again. Clark started throwing again, but who knows that he probably needs the reps in the minors too more than Tyone. One hundred percent. I'm just. It just. I'm just trying to bring some positive. No, positive. but I think I think that crowd was thinking that Sevi could be the one that bumps him out and gives him some reps elsewhere. But then you even still got to think my king is up, and I don't know what you want to do with that. My king's been effective, and that could be. Legitimate thing, but it all falls on Seve coming back and Seve coming back healthy and coming back into a starter role. And I don't think he even could do that now with this injury too with Seve. I don't see him even when he comes back. If it's not serious, I don't see him coming back as a starter. I think he's. I think this all but solidifies him being in the bullpen at least to start. And if if we find out that it's not that bad, then he he comes back and he does something. Starts twirling it in the rotation, but I don't. I don't see that being. I, I long story short, I think Tyone either just he's got trial by fire. You just got to keep doing it and see if it works. And that's I think just it makes a a, to deal with every fifth there. I think it makes an acquisition at the deadline if they're buyers, which is a huge if. I mean, I think if you're playing like you are right now, it's no brainer. You have to sell, but if you're buyers at the deadline, I think that makes the acquisition of a pitcher that much. That much more, even if it's a three starter, because that's what we projected Tyone as is our three or four guy. Even if you're coming out there getting a three starter, I mean, I think that is of the utmost importance up there with getting a bat. If if you're contending at the deadline, which, like I said, that is a giant question mark at this point. Yeah, I think a lot of that also depends on how Seve's recent injury is going to pan out, because that that could be really bad. And I think that the fact that they have not told us anything just kind of makes me wonder that it's probably a really bad injury that they're just not saying that was so sad 
But I'm not going to get into that because we don't know anything yet. And I don't want to say anything or jinx anything. I was caller. depressed. Next call. Um, all right. Is this our two-parter? This is our two-parter. Luke and Chandler, me, Gio, and Mancini are big fans of you. Me, Steve, listen to all your podcasts every Tuesday and Fridays. I love you, and I love the Yankees. Right now, I'm fucked up, baby. White Claw, baby, fuck. Listen, I love the Yankees dead ass. My whole fucking... Life. My whole life depends on the Yankees. So it's, 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 oh <laughs> then he called back. We're gonna take two. Take two on that one. Part two. The one six one boys. This is Steve and G. Listen, we love Aaron Boone, but if you're gonna tell me that we're gonna pitch to James Segura with second and third with one out, you're dumb. Okay, we all love Aaron Boone, but tell me right now, you're not gonna pitch to that guy. He's a great hitter. Not going to lie. He is. And two, James and Tyone, we all love him. He has a great backstory. But yeah, we don't think he fits in New York. Yep. What we need right now is a center fielder. I would take yeah. Starling Marte or Kel yeah. Marte. Yeah. And we no, also need Starling. Mitch Hanniger. Mitch Hanniger. Yeah, him too. And we, tell. Yeah. Yeah. and we also need a pitcher, which Max Scherzer, pending no, injury. No, no. Hopefully it's not. No. 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 Prayers up. Prayers Matt, up for Chevy. Yeah, exactly. Prayers of up course. for Chevy. Prayers up for Chevy. Of course. It has to be New York, New York, New York. Injury, injury, New injury. York. Of course it's got to be. But New York. we're going to make the playoffs. Don't worry. But we think we need that one-two punch. Yep. In a roll this Chapman. Yep. Don't worry about it. Chapman, bro. He does, he's bro. having a great year. Exactly, bro. He has five, five runs on the year. He's doing good. Listen, we love all your podcasts. Me, me specifically. We all love your podcast. I love all you guys. And I want and I want you to be safe. Okay? Always, David. All right. Love you guys. Peace out. Stephen G. North Bradford. North Bradford. Yep. Yo, I need to buy those guys a beer. No. Dude, that was that just made my week. All right, the Yankees are making the playoffs. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah, fuck it. We to love those, you guys. To those too. guys, uh, shoot us a DM because we are gonna we're gonna need to get together and uh, share some of that energy. I will come. Well, I'll have to... I'll have what they're having because they yes. were feeling good and whatever we need. Dude, they we had need, white claws. Need, they we, said it. Just white claws because we. All right, then we all drink white claws before we record. You tell me when you you tell me. Tell me when you guys are meeting up. I will buy a flight to New York to meet up with those guys. The they those are Yankee fans. Murphy muted. Yeah. Murph's Murph, muted. So to himself. he's he's trying hard. Oh, All right, never mind. All right, maybe next time. Murphy is muted. So no. yeah, no. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the call. Nine one four four six nine two one six eight. I I don't know that you could just say we're gonna make the playoffs. No problem. Boys, but uh, you know, if we do, you heard it here first. G and uh, I guess Steve, 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 Steve and G. G. I don't know. I think I, G, love- I think G was the hype man. He was like, "Yep, yep, yep." yep. There he was in the background <laughs> the whole time. He was singing uh, theme from New York, New York in the background yeah. too. That honestly, that's what sold me on the World Series run. Now, yeah, I need more of that energy around here. Absolutely, that was awesome.
I mean, they hit the nail on the head, though. I mean, Chapman, he's fine. He gave up four runs. That's he gave up five. He's given up five the whole year. Four run a game. I agree. Stuff. It was just you know. Yeah, I'm not worried <laughs> about Chapman though. No, Ta- Tyone so Boone. Our problems. We we do lo- we do love them both. I mean, they both need to be better. And it's rough, like I, I said, they hit the nail on the head. I think the thing with JMO, like you know, before the season started, we had we signed Kluber, we signed JMO, and then we were both, you know, everyone was just kind of like they're kind of two crapshoot signings, and then hopefully one of them pans out, and then JMO started to have you know show signs of life, and then we kind of I think got ahead of, our, ahead of ourselves a little bit, and we got too invested in him too soon. We you know he had a good game, he was. You know, had some good stuff, and we were like, "Oh, maybe he can be our third star in the playoffs," which I think may have jumped the gun a little bit. Which I feel like now is why we're kind of so far down the dumps now about him because we kind of spiked or peaked on our optimism, if that makes sense with him. And you know, same thing with Kluber. You know, Kluber, you know, obviously with no hitter and was great, and now he's injured. So, um, anyway, I feel like JMO still can kind of figure it out, but. I think with the team sucking and the run support, it doesn't really help. And no, the, the overall morale. Either way, we need more Steven G. Please yeah. call in every single time you get a chance. I don't know if we talked about this before, but um, it's now confirmed that Voigt will be rehabbing in Somerset with the Patriots this week. So that's definitely good. good news to hear it's not bad i'm a little news. nervous it feels it feels a little rushed i know he was supposed to be like eight weeks and it's been like three so i'll get the uh, i'll get the inside scoop to be honest i don't give a fuck anymore just throw him out about there Voight. just no yeah. no not about void about the rushed or anything just like put the people out there yeah it, whether they're fully healthy or half healthy i don't give a shit anymore no nope. because steroids no steroids no uh, one other thing we mentioned, Vladdy's home run. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this thing is a fucking absolute nuke onto Lansdowne Street. It's tied in the ninth, and it is something that you guys need to watch for the folks at home. Because That's is- actually one thing I want to bring up real quick, just to close it out. And why we're don't we into this bus tomorrow? Why don't we? No, why don't we have a guy like that? Every team that's seemingly a contender or like it has a guy. Like we have Judge. And Judge is good, and he's fucking one of the best players. But everybody has a, like an exciting guy. Tatis, Acuna, Vladdy Jr. It's just lack of swag, I think it's the big thing. Like, Well, we, we the we Yankees aren't allowed that. to have swag. Can we yeah. loosen up the swag policy? Give the let, let Clint have his hair back or something, for fuck's sake. Clint man. is not the answer in the swag kingdom because he has to be good to do that. And Yeah, and like, it's, it's or like, do we the, start... Do we start the narrative that he isn't good because they made him take away his swag? I think that's a narrative I could buy into. Yeah, okay. anything that saying. makes me believe more in him. I'm trying. Damon, Damon shut down Andohar for an entire month because of it. Listen to this call. That's, that's just, just Vladdy that's just having depressing. fun out there. It's we don't have the, those calls. They're having a blast, and we're not. Honestly, so, I can't wait to watch them next next series. I'm excited to watch a real baseball team play. So you know what though? It's so weird, and this is I'll leave you guys on this. It's so weird because it's just like they 
might fuck around and sweep them. But they'll lose to the Tigers and they'll the lose to I dude, that's what the way this has been. They sweep no. they sweep the White Sox and they lose to the they get swept by the Tigers. They have a relatively competitive series against the Rays, and then they get swept by the Red Sox. I think we're due for and then they play relatively well against the Twins, and then they get their sh- the fucking cans kicked in by the Phillies. We're on again, off again. It's win one, lose one. I think we're ready to win one. And that's my Monday night optimism for the team. We're the streakiest we've ever seen. Boyd's on his way back. The boys are buzzing. Darren O'Day, please come He's back. He's throwing off flat ground. He's and looking He's mighty sexy please, while doing it. Please come back, Darren Silver O'Day. Fox. I would like to know what our record is. I feel like one of two things is going to happen. Like you said, we're either going to sweep and it's going to buy Boone the rest of the season and we're all going to be optimistic or we're going to crash and burn even harder. And it like I feel like this is the most options, Chandler. (laughs) No, this is the most crucial series of the year because right now we're battling not only for the East but to stay five hundred, which is embarrassing to say. Yeah, if they come out there and get swept by the Blue Jays, you think it's bad right now? Wait till Wednesday. If you get swept by the fucking Blue Jays, is a three game series. Yeah, Aaron Boone might be. I mean, I know they're playing in Buffalo. They might ship them to Niagara Falls and just dump them in Canada. Like, let's just win a series. I, I'll be happy with that. I want to. I want to be good enough where we're still contenders in the All Star break, and then just fucking take a breather, and hopefully a little reset button, and then we come out guns blazing. That's that's the plan, and I'm sticking to it. And then we take some steroids. Yeah, and you know that whole thing. Yep. I just want to be good enough so that Steven G can call back and be like, "I told you so." Yeah, and they'll come on the podcast when we make it to the playoffs. Yeah, no, they're going to be whenever we're in the playoffs and making a World Series run. We're doing a Vegas podcast, and they can, they're invited to Stephen G. You are invited to Vegas when we make the World Series. We'll see you at the parade. If Steven. you're buying tickets, Chandler, I'm in. Boom, right. done. Hotel It'll do there. it from us. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Boys of 161st Street. This has been a another episode of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> morale's low, but we're still going to – we'll be here. That's the one thing you can count on. We'll keep pumping them out. And since you're already on the podcast app, if you are on the podcast app, give us a five-star rating review. We really appreciate that. helps us – Create more of this fantastic content, and you can keep drinking our tears if you want to. Um, if you don't like just audio only, we do have the video plus audio on the YouTube. Bronx Pinstripes YouTube, go check that out. Honestly, a little bit of a tease. We're going to start doing this very soon because this could actually take the place of a lot of the tears because I'm, I'm pretty tired of talking about this Yankees team just being bad and trying to figure out why they're bad. So we're going to start doing trivia against you guys, the fans of the podcast, and we're going to have questions sent in by you guys, for you guys, with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to do just – we could do a 2v2 family feud style, and we could do – you know, it's we're going to call it like Beat the Boys or something along those lines. Chandler or myself will be the host, and I'll dress up in a, a suit and tie, and we'll have a lot of fun with it. You guys can come on. Play with us, and not not in a weird way. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> play play trivia, yeah. play trivia with us, and it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so that look out for that. And 
in order to be on it, maybe we'll do something like you got to be subscribed to the to the YouTube page or something, just to give us a little bit of a maybe leave a review. Maybe leave Help, a review helps everyone. It'll stick yes. out more. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, love you guys. Let's hope the Yankees uh, don't get steamrolled by the, the, uh, the that team from from Toronto that plays in Buffalo. All right. Bye. Fuck us. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.